Hey, Brian. Surprise, we're live. Hey. I'm very excited to hang out with you today. You were one of the people who actually ticked me up my offer. I tell anyone in the industry, I'm always up for a phone call. And I think you and I have got to know each other probably five different times over the past <laughs> month. But I'll be honest with you. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you because you have so many unique aspects to your life and personality that I want to learn something new about you every time we talk. But you're just so passionate about what you do. And your passion these days is trivia. So I'm excited to dive into that shortly. But first off, how's your day going? Not too bad. The internet went down this morning and it was like the stone age around here. It's like, like my the house is going to be gorgeous uh, because I have nothing else to do when the internet goes down. Isn't it funny these problems we have these days? Our biggest concern is what do we do? How do we work? How do we talk to people if we can't get online? It's unbelievable. You, you ever like get in the car and start driving, you're halfway down the street and you realize you don't have your phone and you're like, and I think to myself, this is good that I don't have my phone. I can practice. And then I get a little further down. I go, no, nah, I got to go back. I talked to someone through email a minute ago and they said they just got back from vacation and hadn't checked their email their entire week long vacation. And that almost gave me the same anxiety I would get if I lost my internet connection. It's not more. <laughs> like, where do I, where do I go? I don't know where to work. But let's turn to what you're doing in the world of trivia these days, because the past year and a half has been so bizarre. Tap rooms closed, open, closed, open, finally opened again and things are looking pretty better. But trivia has always been something that breweries absolutely love, and trivia is something that brings people together. So right. first of all, before we dive into your backstory, what do you do now? And you know, what does the <laughs> trivia provide for breweries? Yeah, so we, this new product, it's called uh, Deliver Me Trivia, and it comes off of a company that we have called Trivia Dorks, where we would provide trivia services to local uh, establishments in a few different states. And the idea was, look, it's great. We always do high-end, really fun themes, bring great uh, like professional Bose equipment, uh, high-end uh, graphics, everything to make it a great performance. But suddenly it dawned on us that areas that are not close to us, we can't provide that service financially. We can't drive three hours out to one bar and come back to it. So we started thinking, this is pre-pandemic, we started thinking, what could we do? to help these originally it was these mom and pop you know buck you know like a beer and a burger for five dollars the grandmother has been working in the you know in the bar since 1927 and they just want trivia they know it's good they don't want to write all the questions they don't know what facebook is they don't they just want to have trivia and we realized what we keep all of these together why don't we just package them together and then we can get them grandma and her family and friends to be able to put it on in their own establishment at a super reasonable price pandemic hits and all of a sudden we have this crazy thing that's everyone's like well now it's no longer mom and pop it's every major restaurant every big bar breweries pubs tap rooms that can all use the product so how long did you operate the prior model before you decided Oh my gosh, we can scale this. Yeah, we still operate it. Actually, it's 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 a very uh, popular product. We do it in Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, parts of Chicago, and parts of West Virginia, um, and we we still use it. And the questions are actually the games are the same. Uh, the same type of trainings that we have in our portal, the same type of uh, the the same assets. It's all the same. We remove 
the uh, Trivia Dorks branding because we want it to look like yours. We're not trying to everything that they get. Nothing has our graphics on it. We want it to look, you know, you to own it. And while I don't have the data on it, I would argue that Trivia Nights one of the most popular nights at most breweries across the country. And I know myself, I've always loved trivia. I grew up watching Jeopardy. It was a routine in my family. Every, you know, 7.30 at night, we just watch Alex Trebek on TV and just dive in. You shout at the TV. So people absolutely love trivia. I love Trivial Pursuit all through high school college. <laughs> Merely asking the questions. It wasn't necessarily about the board game in front of you. And I think that's part of the appeal to trivia. People like to be challenged, but it also brings people together. So, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the greatest parts about having it. Not only does it bring people together, it, it gives them something to do. You leave work at, you know, on a Thursday and you're like, I don't really want to go home right now, but I do. And it gives something to do. And then it's fun to do. The most difficult part that a lot of places find is what kind of questions, what kind of, I mean, anybody could just Google fun trivia facts, but eventually you're going to be like, these don't have any rhyme or rhythm or meaning. <laughs> like it's just, they're just random trivia questions. The hard part is finding fun, exciting themes to package them together and people are like, oh, it's kind of cool. No, absolutely. We're going to dive into that in a minute. But, you know, what did you do in your professional life before you decided to dedicate it to fun stuff like this? <laughs> Just fun stuff like truth. Uh, so I, uh, when I grew up as a magician, when I was eight years old, my parents bought me a magic set. And I love that. I love amazing people. I love kind of wowing them with, you know, it, it's fun to kind of see like a coin everyone sees a coin that drops but then see that coin fly up and it's like wait what just happened here how did that it's like a shift in your reality and it was always really fun to do uh, i was re uh, recruited by uh, anheuser bush's has a corporation called the bush entertainment corporation i was recruited to perform at a lot of their theme parks and for their corporate events and then i started to one of the owners of uh the improv and funny bone comedy clubs saw a performance of mine and recruited me to start performing at those clubs when I was 16 years old. Took it from there. I really, you know, dug it. But I also really liked the business side of it. I I got uh, I went on scholarship to DePaul University. They have a, a theater school there. And I was uh, really hoping you'd say it's a magic scholarship. But... <laughs> I did some. You did have to audition, and it, it is. They've recently changed it, but it was this crazy audition process. I can't. I'm not really sure what to tell you, but it's this crazy audition process where you would, for the most part, about a thousand people would audition. They would select a hundred people, and then of that hundred people, they would cut twenty-five people every year. And you'd graduate with 24 other people. But you wouldn't know if you were invited back to like the middle of August. It was, they've since changed that. They've since now gone from 100 in the first year they cut like 75. Um, I can't were, imagine being three years in and getting cut. You're welcome back to the university, but not to the theater school. <laughs> um, oh, I understand now. So it's a little bit easier. But um, yeah, so I did that. And I really started working. I worked at the, um, I, I worked doing comedy clubs, things like that. And when I left, I start, you know, I had a couple of jobs. I really liked the business side of it. I love the idea of entertainment and business. I went to graduate school at Harvard and I learned a lot about, you know, pinning those together. It's something different when you tell people you're a magician and you like the business side, they kind of go, like, I think I mentioned it once to you. And every time we talk to you, ask <laughs> so it's, and I get it. It's, it's a little, as people like to ask my wife, they go, he's so much fun, you know, and she always says, you don't have to live with him. 
So it's because uh, he's like this all the time. But yeah, that's where I uh, we, we just kind of started building it from there and, and really have a strong focus on the business as well as the entertainment. So what about the business side of things fascinated you? And when did you start to kind of plan yeah. out that side of the model? So I had a mentor. His name is Paul Kozak. He's a magician, a really good magician and super funny. Uh, he's in Hawaii now at his own show. And he would always say to me, it's show business. And like when we would talk, he'd get really close to the mic. He'd go, show business. And he'd really drive it in. Because a lot of these places, and the same thing like with trivia, they go, let's have a trivia night. And they just kind of put a bunch of questions together and hope stuff flows in. Same thing with the entertainment side. You, you put on a magic show for a birthday party or a comedy club, and that's fine, but you'll always be that performer at a comedy club doing magic. Whereas if you focus on the business side, getting the leads, working together, soon people will want to start coming to see your show. Instead of just showing up at the comedy club and, hey, a couple of people come, you can stay in touch with them through a list. Then they want to want your product. They want to come and see you. And now you can demand more money from the club itself. It just always fascinated me on that. that it is fascinating. The business side of any business, whether it's comedy, whether it's a brewery, it's just fascinating to see what goes into behind the scenes to make it successful. Because so often you just see the trick on the stage. You see the beer in the glass. You don't really always get the opportunity to appreciate the hard work that goes in to get there. And that's, right. I enjoy that as well. I like that about you. What type of analytics do you look at on your end to make sure you're putting out the best trivia experience? Sure. So we track with trivia dorks, we track a whole plethora of analytics, everything from ages uh, to uh, like financial uh, incomes for uh, housing um, and the neighborhoods to uh, check average, right? So we ask those restaurants, we ask those bars, and then we use those and we compare them. Uh, Eileen Kelly works with us and she is uh, does copywriting and analytics and things like that. And Dave Miguelagat works with us and he does all the analytics online. And then we take our uh, we take the trivia dorks data, we take the data that Eileen has researched, and then we take the actual data from other companies and, mer and morph them together to get an idea of what it should look like. That's fascinating. I would love to see a study on all those numbers later on, because I imagine just the financial gain from a trivia night at a brewery is huge. You know what? Uh, sitting right in front of me, I don't want to spoil it, but here is the preview of it. Eileen just sent it with hyperlinks and copy. She's a researcher out of the University of Michigan, and I plan to show it to you next time. That sounds absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so before we dive into some of that stuff, you know, everybody's tried trivia night. Every bar, restaurant, tap room, you know, everyone near me has tried a trivia night at some point. Some of them still do them religiously every Tuesday night, and some of them just kind of faded away. Yeah. Why don't some trivia nights work, Brian? Yeah, so that's it, a good question, and it's we deal with that a lot with trivia dorks when we go out there. Hey, we have this great trivia. No, 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 it doesn't work. No, 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 our people don't like it. No, 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 no. And the best analogy I'll ever give is when trivia dorks comes in. We'll there's people always around a bar, like you know, like a sports bar or something, and we'll pass out the answer sheets, and they'll say, No, 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 I don't want to play. And we always say the same thing. All the entertainers will leave it there and say, In case you change your mind, you can just doodle on it. And I'm telling you. Those are always the people that end up playing and loving it and bringing people back. Just because, it, you know, a lot of times, like in sales, they call it selling out of your own pocket. 
I'd never buy something. I would never buy insurance for a TV. So if I'm a TV salesman, I'll never tell somebody about it or I'll gloss over it. And you're selling out of your own pocket, which is, uh, you know, relating is good, but selling out of your own pocket, not as good because you don't know what that, that person may really like that. So the biggest thing is, is not kind not guessing what the people want is to jump in and do it and make it more than just the questions. It has to be fun, but there's so much more behind it because it's hard. A lot of times people will just Google fun trivia and that's great, but it's very difficult to bring more people. You want more people to come again and again and again. We have a line that we use called just one more. We use it internally, just one more. And the idea is for not only trivia dorks, but for our trainings, which we do for free for delivery trivia, we want people just just one more. We want them to stay for just one more game. We want them to order one more drink. We want them to have just one more appetizer. We want them to come back one more week and we want them to bring one more friend. And we want that to happen every week. And it takes some time. A lot of times people will throw trivia and they'll do it and they won't take in the outside effects if it doesn't pick up within a month. People have stuff planned. There's a softball night. There's a, and all it takes is one person to say, we should bring the Joneses. Should the Joneses come next week? And they go, oh, we'll invite them, but I think they have something next week. Let's go the next week. And then you go, ah, no one showed up the second night. So it's more about doing that. So how long does it take to build a trivia night? Good question. We usually tell them you can start to expect some uh, solid numbers in about six to eight weeks. And the idea is, is the first, that's including the time that we're going to be uh, promoting and marketing. Now, like I said, when we did Trivia Dorks, we gave, you know, all of the marketing that we do on our end, the cool graphics, Mike Eaton, who, you know, you've talked with, he's a really high energy, exciting, and probably the best designer that we've ever worked with at our company. And that's why we brought him in with us because he can capture in a exciting image. Typical Barclays, look, I get it. I know what it's like and, and talking to some brewers and, and since getting into, you know, craft beer professionals, I've seen the hard work and last week, the broken leg and I follow this stuff. I don't know what I'm doing, but I follow it. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, oh my God, these people are hauling and schlepping these things. And like, nobody has time to design an exciting trivia thing. So what do they end up doing? They, they type on uh, Facebook trivia tonight, you know, and it's like, uh, okay, you know, it's cool if you like trivia and you want to go, but we have the ability to drip um, funnels and to put this in and you don't have to write a thing. You literally grab the graphic, drag it to Facebook and let go, copy what Eileen wrote for you. It's It goes every game, drag it, drop it and hit enter and all the exciting stuff. So you can get back to carrying kegs and breaking your bones and get back to the work that's really hard while letting us use the time-tested stuff to prove it. Because that's the important part, making people aware and getting them excited. No, absolutely. I talked to a taproom manager recently in Colorado, and she was so excited to start planning her own trivia night. She did like a Schitt's <laughs> Creek trivia. She spent yeah. hours upon hours researching it. Then she did like an office trivia night where she spent more hours upon hours right. doing it. Then she's realized, well, this is fun. This is extremely stressful to have to create questions. I know. Oh, I'll tell you the worst part. This is always what gets people. When you, we audit our games four times with eight sets, with eight eyeballs, 
four sets of eyeballs audited four times. I had to do my math there for a second. For some reason, I guess I thought one person maybe had an eye patch, but <laughs> I don't know why I stopped. But yeah, four sets of eyeballs look through this all from, because the worst thing is that the thing that will always get you is when you get a question and someone writes it down and then you get someone that says, that's not right. And you're like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? It's not right. And suddenly you're on Google and you got 97 people saying this is right. That's, and, and Andrew, that's the easy part. That's the easy part. The hard part is making it fun. The office. You can think, okay, I'll Google a couple of officers. Well, first, you better make sure you're right, okay? Especially if you're playing for a prize. <laughs> the second thing is the amount of time. So, yeah, you research these questions, and then you're like, oh, that's exhausting. Now I got to go let people know about this. I got to make a poster. I got to do that. And if you take how much you're worth, your salary, and divide it by the hours it takes to do it, one or two, fine. Every week, it's just you you will drop it. You just will because it just takes too long. So this audit process that you have, that sounds fascinating. It actually sounds like a lot of fun. But how long does that process take you internally? Yeah, so currently the games, we were working on them today. Uh, the games that we, we use a software called Asana. It's a project management software. And we use that and Infusionsoft. Uh, and we move those together. And everybody, there's a... Uh, nine people involved in it and we're currently working on uh february of 2023 wow yeah we work about a year and a half out and because it takes that long to a to research them b to create the graphics it's not just like a random trivia night graphic we do have some of those for you just to use because they're fun but every week gets its own graphics gets its own bonus rounds gets its own picture rounds and we have to write copy. We have uh, text messages. It's all included. Text messages that you copy and send out. Those have to be written. And I know that sounds silly, but how do you, I mean, how do you come up with something creative that's not just the office trivia? Well, breweries are already struggling to put quality, you know, engaging posts on their social media each day. I mean, it really is a challenge to find the best ways to engage with your audience. So by you providing, you know, tools that have already been proven to work, that's takes a load off my back i know because just creating content like we said super time consuming right so when a brewery looks at planning these trivia nights you've already talked about consistency being extremely important six to eight right. weeks to see if it even works don't quit before then but right. when they initially kind of sign on and want to do a trivia night is there an ideal day of the week should they pick that tuesday night that's already kind of slow should they pick a busy friday sure. what's the best strategy for deciding when to do the trivia night it's a, it's a great question. There's two schools of thought, right? The one school of thought is, yeah, take a slow night and let's build it up. Take a Tuesday, take a Wednesday, excuse me, and let's build it up. It tends to take a little bit longer. That's more towards the seven, eight weeks because look, you're starting with three people or maybe you're even closed on a Tuesday and you want to start building it up. And we then in that case, when you, you, know, you sign up for Deliver Me Trivia, uh, you have access to our partner portal and you can just pull, there's a training on it. And by the way, when I say training, we've used a lot of this stuff. When I hear training, I think, oh my God, I'm gonna be stuck in a, in a class 45 minutes. We aim for them all to be under five minutes. Like boom, boom, boom. There's not a giant thing. We give you what you need and you move on. And the trainings are videos and there's screen shares. So we do it quick. We, we know your time is valuable. 
it's going to take a little bit long because you need to get people out there. There's engagement posts. It definitely works, but you're taking something off. So that is ideal. A lot of people find a lot of success in taking a slightly busier night, a Thursday night, maybe a Friday, um, Sunday, like afternoon is really popular. And they take that and then they boost it. They use the trivia to take a 30% and increase their capacity to 70%, something like that. And then once it's stable, they reevaluate. Do we want to keep it here? Do we want to then take this? And now that we have solid people coming, then move it to Tuesday or, and actually a lot of times they do too. They'll do both uh, to help increase it. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, one thing that always gets me excited about trivia is actually the prizes. You talked about <laughs> earlier people like, you know, arguing about questions, whether it's right or wrong. They're probably arguing over a $25 gift card to the tap room. So people get passionate about trivia, right. but what types of prizes, one, get them more excited to participate, but two, even more excited to return back to that venue? Yeah. People want to get together and they want an excuse to get together. And that's the bottom line. A lot of times when Trivia Dorks comes into a larger venue, um, like a chain, like a Fridays or something like that, they want to give away these, uh, these giant prizes, a $100 gift card. It's not a big deal for them because their cost of goods, and they have such a big chain. We actually argue against that. $20 is plenty. <laughs> People want to have fun and they see it there and they want to kind of, they want to go after it. They really want to get together as a team. At the end of the day, we could give away monopoly money. Now, if you insist on giving something away, what we like to suggest is a gift card to return the next time. Again, going back to that internal thought, it's probably on this whiteboard here somewhere. Just one more. How do we get them to come back one more week? We give them a gift card that they can use on their next visit. Now they have to come back. A lot of times people will do, hey, a free, depending on the state that you're in, but a free drink or a free next time. And then they can come in. But really you're talking about something, we advocate $20 and below because you also need to be careful. You go above a certain amount, you're gonna get some, have you ever been to karaoke and seen the real serious people with karaoke? It's like frightening. Like, they're like, turn the treble up. I mean, it's like, it's like a whole thing. Um, you want this to be fun. You want consistency. You want it to come back just once more. And I love that because if I win a $20 gift card to a brewery, you better believe I'm bringing friends with me next week. So they're yeah. going to spend money too. Exactly. That's the idea. Have them keep, keep coming back. And eventually they just know Tuesday nights, 730, here's where we meet. No questions. The spouses know about it. The families know about it. And you're in. Well, it's interesting you say that only a $20 to $25 gift card is enough to motivate someone. Because a while back, I was doing this training session with a brewery, and they had never held a meeting with their staff before. So we were trying to figure out ways to motivate staff to sell more beer to go. Crowlers, growlers, cans, and whatnot. The taproom manager and owners, they never asked the team what motivates them. So I asked. I said, you know, what's going to make you sell a few more cans over the weekend? The right. consensus, a $25 gift certificate to Chick-fil-A. That's all they wanted. They wanted <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that great? Isn't that, you know, we used to do uh, we used to do this thing where people would always ask for discounts. And they'd say, hey, can we do a discount? And they'd say, we want a discount. We want this. And finally, we'd say, look, I don't have a discount, but I can. We had a bunch of Frisbees. And we're like, I can give you a Frisbee. And they go, thank you. I mean, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. And they're happy about a Frisbee. Like people just want something. And it's funny, by the way, you brought up um, 
the uh, the employees. One thing that's in our training that we like to talk about is how to help draw more people, like on the slower nights when you want to just kick it up right away. Um, your staff, whoever can get the most people there, gets their gift card. It's a Chick Fil A. It's anything, and all of a sudden, people now want to come. They want to invite their friends. Yeah, it's just the simplest things sometimes that have the huge benefit. So let's talk actually about the game. We've all played trivia before, whether it's watching on TV with Alex Trebek or whether we played at our local bar at some point over the past decade. What's the format of Deliver Me Trivia when I'm actually playing it? So again, time-tested. We are a research-based company, right? Uh, we strategize, analyze, plan, and implement. That is how our whole company kind of comes together. That is exactly the flow that we do. And some people, some, and when I say some people, I'm talking about my father, make fun of me. Like I run this, like it's GM. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing? But this is what works. It keeps everybody on the same, the, the 21 people that it takes to put this on across North America, it takes some time to do it the right way. We understand that the graphics for us that you use are ours. We need to make you look good. We need to show you, if you want to brand it, how to do that, how to put your own logo on there, because it needs to look good. This is, Your customers are going to think it's coming from you, and it is. Um, so in terms of the game, time-tested. Some people say, you know, what's the right number? I'll tell you right now, seven. Seven questions. We play in the whole trivia night. There's two games, each consisting of two rounds. So the first game is always some sort of theme, right? Um, tall celebrities, uh, you know, um, things found in outer space, like just some weird things that you're kind of like, hmm. when the writers bring them to me, I'm kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I'll say, I didn't know that. Um, and uh, famous things left in the White House, just like some, I'm thinking of some weird things that have come. But anyway, they, uh, they will take these and the second game is going to just be general trivia. Why? Because we have two theme games and then after each the second round of each game is general trivia. Why? Chances are people are going to like one of the two games. And if they're not like, oh, I don't really care about sports autobiographies because, you know, we got to toss that in there every once in a while. They'll like the general trivia. It keeps it fun. It keeps it exciting. When they see it on their Instagram, Twitter, Facebook feeds, they're going to go, oh, that's cool. I should see that. In terms of the game, you're going to do it yourself. More power to you, really. Here's what works best for us. First question, medium. Easy, medium, 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 hard, easy. Medium, easy, medium, 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 hard, easy. And there is a reason behind that. Medium, you want to start them off, kind of get them going. Oh, yeah. The idea is we want almost every question to be like in the mediums to go, oh, I know this. I heard this years. I heard this a while ago. It's ah, and then have like it's on the tip of their tongue. We want people getting together. The easy ones, we want people to be able to get one, you know, terrible and the hard ones we got to challenge a couple of people can you please give me an example of a medium question brian oh man come on you're a trivia guy you knew this was coming uh i won't fact check you or audit you sure. eight times. Uh, so here's one of my favorite ones we did a social media one where we were like uh, famous people that would do uh uh if presidents were on twitter years ago right and one would be uh had a really rough day at the theater tonight the missus went home alone and you'd kind of go theater. You'd put it together. You'd know, obviously it's something like that. You go, Oh God, uh, Lincoln would have something. That would be his Twitter. Um, so it's something like you, you know it, 
you know, you have to put it together, but it's not something as simple as who's the president. A simple one would be the name of like the president's dog, for instance, or a harder one would be, you know, exactly a time date. one. They're on there. But again, we want people to have it on the tip of their tongue. I know theater. What is theater? The missus went home. Ah! It's always great when there's that question you're thinking so hard about and you're just grasping for it in air. Then you pull the answer out and you're so proud of yourself. That feeling, I mean, that's just as great as enjoying your favorite beer. I mean, it gets you just super pumped to be playing trivia that night. It's all that matters. Right. We, we aim it. It's, it's weird. We did a, a study a while ago for uh, adding theatrics in. And we would do for the shows, we'd use smoke machines to kind of make it a little bit more theatrical and things like that. And we just add a little mist. But what we did was we put cotton candy scent into the mint. And what it did was it reminded people of being a kid and the circus. And, and it reminded people of like a fair and it immediately transformed them. Their mind. I found that just so fascinating. So I'm going to go anti that idea. Nothing against you because I like you, Brian. But in the past life, I ran a food service that sold things like cotton candy, snow cones, and things like that. I don't need to smell any more cotton candy. So I don't know if that would keep me any longer. Just keep the good questions in beer. I'm totally happy. So I'm glad you said that because right here behind me, right, number seven, we have principles of business that we use for our company. And uh, the, the last one, the seventh one is by W.E. Uh, Deming, William Edward Deming, right? And we go back and forth on this internally all the time. And the line is, data never lie. Only the interpretation of data lie. Because we look at that, we argue about that with Facebook and Google Analytics ads and everything. And the question that it always comes down to is, what does the data say? Why seven questions? Because I can prove it's seven questions. I can prove it's not eight. I can prove it's not six. I definitely can prove it's not 10. Why seven? Why four games? Why did we, we go off of the data? No, I absolutely love that. So last question for you, you know, why deliver me trivia? What do you bring to the table? That's just that recipe for success for breweries to use for trivia night. Up and going, just start. So we, a lot of times it's, um, you know, I, I think to myself with house projects, right? I'm like, I need to clean the garage. Go, All right, I'm going to clean the garage. And the next thing I know, I'm like, oh my God, well, first I'm going to have to move the cars out and then I'm going to have to set up the rakes and then I'm going to have to put, and, and I don't do it. Right, or I had a bad experience with it, and I go, ah, I'll wait till next year. I don't want to sweep this thing out. The catch is deliver me trivia. We offer a four-week totally free trial. And when I say free, and, and this goes back to like the data thing, we didn't want anybody to think that we were going to be selling it. You don't have to put your credit card in. We don't even originally we had a name and email, and we pulled the name field out there. You go to deliver me trivia and then click try it free. You just put your email in there. I don't know your name. I don't know anything. We want you to try it totally for free anonymously. That's how much we stand behind it because you will have everything that pauses you. The thing I was talking about with the garage, with the rakes and sweeping out and moving the cars, it's all right in there. Every week it's delivered. Every week we show you how to pull it and drop it. And after that, you want to stick around. It's only 19 bucks a week. We don't do any sale. We don't do any uh, special things. You're not getting, it's $19 a week for life. You want to drop it? Totally cool. You want to start again? Totally cool. No contracts or anything. And we stand behind it. Try and it. where can anyone interested go to sign up? Sure. Delivermetrivia.com. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Brian. Oh, thank you. 
Uh, it's just delivermetrivia.com. If you'd like to get the exact URL, Andrew, it's signup.delivermetrivia.com. But if you just go to delivermetrivia.com, there's a big button there. And uh, and I just want to be clear, by the way, I really I love your organization. I love I've tried. To, I am a member of it. So I kind of pulled back just to kind of look. I find it fascinating, you know, what you guys do. And I know it's weird to hear somebody who is like an ambassador or something, that, you know, that pays for things and ads. But I really do want to help. Like, I'm not trying to. Uh, of course, I have a product to sell, but you have questions about trivia. You have questions about anything. I want to help with those. And I will answer questions I'm happy to, you know. And breweries are constantly looking for new ways to bring in new events to attract new audiences. So if you can help create a successful trivia night that keeps people longer, I'm sure they're going to spend more money. They're going to tell their friends how much they had. It benefits everyone. And you have such an affordable solution. And the passion right. you bring to it, like I said in the beginning, I hope everybody who's listened to this past <laughs> 30 minutes can understand why I enjoy talking to Brian so much. And well, that's, that, that's very true. I'm sure that each trivia night as well through those fun questions you talked about and just the whole vibe that it creates. Well, and Andrew, that's exactly. I, I appreciate that because we work really hard. When you go on Delivery Me Trivia, you'll see we have a, a, a chat service that alerts all of us. And we have Zoom. We have phone. We talk to people all the time. Someone had a question earlier today, and we just took it on the chat online. We took it, and we just filmed a quick video on our end to help solve the problem. People want to know about posters. They want to know all this stuff. We're here. We want to see the success because we know we rely on you every week. We have oh, absolutely. And just like I told you to reach out to me as much as you'd like, for everybody listening, reach out to Brian as much as you'd like. He is excited to help you deliver me trivia. <laughs> Great solution for your tap room night, whether it's a Tuesday, Friday. It's been a pleasure hanging out today, Brian. I look forward to hopefully seeing you in person before too long and yeah, hopefully right. participating in the local deliver me trivia near me here in Virginia before too long as well. Excellent. I really appreciate your time. And thank you, everybody, for, um, for listening and for watching. I really enjoy being part of the group and learning a lot. Cheers. See you, Brian. All right, take care. Bye, everyone.